You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. All right, it's another week. That means it's another episode of Dirty Mo Doe. I'm your man, Steve LaTarte, and with me, as always... You can't have a gambling podcast without the stats, facts, and according to Mr. Burton, the analytics. So we got the analytics man, the Professor Russ, straight from Daytona. Good-looking hotel room, Russ. That's A-plus. Well done. Backlit. You look good. You look good. All right. And then from the uh, man cave of man caves, it's the degenerate. And for me, that is a term of endearment. It's the lifelong gambler. It's the Chapa. What's up, Chop? Fantastic. Doing well today. Looking forward to the weekend. Great. It's a great time, isn't it? Listen, listen, we aren't moving forward until we move back. Last week, we talked a little Super Bowl. It's a hammer. You got to be on it, Chopper said. So let's go through our run list real quick. I I took a few notes. Let's jump right in it. First of all, shout out uh, to the kids at Vanderbilt and all my son's friends. It said, Tails never fails. It was a coin flip, literally, that I won. Then the anthem. This is a good conversation. Chopper said it was a hammer bet. But Chop, what was the advice you told us from the word go? You got to check the lines. They're, they vary all over the place. Check and, the lines. And this is why yep. it's important. We said last week, 119 seconds to 122 and a half seconds. The official time for Chris Stapleton, 121 seconds. So Chop, the most important thing for the listeners, were you a winner? Did you shop it? And did the overwin where you found it? It did. I found it at, was it 159 and a half? Ooh, so I so was yeah, 119 and a half, in. basically. Yep, snuck in there. But we had a friend of ours who was on the other side and had 205. So here's the best part, Russell. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a quick story. There is this, I'm talking, huge argument on this group text. It was over. It was <laughs> under. It was over. It was under for the whole game. Come to find out, guess what? They were both right because they had yep. completely different bets. And I'm like, what oh, was the winner? Winner, winner, and one was the loser. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. And then I, I said to kick off, but let's be honest. Go ahead, yeah, Russell. Okay. I can see you. You can't wait to chime in. First of all, Russell was there in person, which showed the TV delay because I was getting the, oh, ooh, oh, text <laughs> messages before it happened. So, Russell, what happened on the, what happened on the kickoff? I said it was absolutely going to be ran back out of the end zone. I was telling the guy next to me, there, watch this. It's going to be run out, right? He's like, no way. It's going to be a touchback. I'm like, no, I'm like, only twice in the last 30 Super Bowls has it been a touchback. It's fine. And then I see this kickoff, and I'm watching, I'm watching, complete duck of a kick. Like, there was Thank just you. no chance. For the golfer listening, it was a dead shank. It was a shank kick that rolled through the end zone. Yeah. It, had it, no was, it, was, it was edging on a bad beat. It was such a bad kick. Um, so that was our picks overall. I hammered the over. That was a great, great bet. It was over early. Uh, 51 was the over. That was a run through in a hurry. Um, I won't lie. I was on the Eagles because my man Russell's an Eagles fan. Uh, so listen, overall, it was a good weekend. I made a, a, a few positive bets. I had way too many props at the end of it, uh, but it was good. It was a good day. Chop, you don't look so happy. Where were you at? No, same way. I, I had Philly. I had the over. But my prop bets were no good. I was all over the over the penalties because I read some stat about how this refing crew had the most penalties of all time. Every week they had the most penalties. 
As you know what I learned? They had one really bad one, too. As yeah, listen, you know what I learned? They tried you know to make up for it at the end. If it's Jeez. not a professor stat, I'm not believing it. That's, That's where my man professor's here. All right, let's jump in. At Super Bowl for football is over. That means Super Bowl for NASCAR is around the corner. It's my favorite week of the year, the Daytona 500. Matter of fact, as I said, the professor's already down. He's at the beach at Daytona. He's a little nervous right now as we record because he's a meeting in about 45 minutes. You should see the sweat pouring off his brow. Uh, he's afraid he's going to be late for the meeting. So let's jump right into it. So it's the second year of the next-gen car. Last year, Austin Sindrick with a little dicing against his teammate, Ryan Blaney, went to victory lane. Um, looking ahead, I'll be honest. I'd love to tell you that I have a prediction of what this is going to look like. I think this car ran really well at the drafting tracks. I use drafting now because I'm going to throw Atlanta in the mix. When we talk today, I think including Atlanta stats from last year is going to be important. Um, we're kind of talking about how we should kick this off, right? Handicap the event. This is what I think. I think the Daytona 500 runs a little different than every other drafting race because it starts the year and because what's on the line. So let's just run through it. My man, the professor, has an impressive predictor tool that I have in front of me telling me who's going to finish where, plus or minus. It's not, listen, it's not gold. If it was gold, none of us would have jobs. We would just do this for a living. Uh, so, Russell, here's how I think I want to start it off, professor. I'm going to tell you who the books say the favorites. And there's a bunch of them. Are you ready? Blaney, Larson, Hamlin. Elliot, um, we'll call Bush and Logano. They're a little bit longer, but those are your favorites. Blaney, Larson, Hamlin, Elliot. Let's focus on those four. Any of those shock you as favorites for the Daytona 500? Um, Kyle Larson does, does for sure. Um, he's never finished top five at Daytona. Um, he's not really good at this style of racing. I don't, I don't get that one. He's led 18 laps in the Daytona 500 and like, I, I don't, I don't understand that one, but the, the Blaney Hamlin Elliott are, are my top three in the predictor for sure. Okay. So the predictor agrees with the book. Um, you, so you think the miss by the sports book purely by stats is Kyle Larson. I, I do. Now I see, you know, he does have, um, he does have some top tens lately in the 500, but everything else is, he's just not very good in this style of racing. So I'll add that every time you talk to him about it or every interview he does, he doesn't even really like this style of racing. Now, he does it because it's required, but I think his his skill sets or his comfort or his uh, whatever, his signature is definitely at a different style of racing. When I say favorites, you can shop the odds. DraftKings is where we went to get them. They're all 12 to 1, um, 12 to 1 at a restricted play track with Rex. Chop, I don't mean, are you going to try to pick a winner? Let's just be honest. Regardless Let's keep going. We got Bush, Logano at 14 to 1, Byron at 16 to 1, Chastain at 61. Are any of these value wise? Do you feel good enough about any of these wise where you think you need to make a bet on the winner? I don't think so. I mean, I typically, if I'll bet a winner in a, a race like this, it's going to be more of the mid tier guys that are in the 25 to 35 range where you get a little value that if, you know, the, like, like Cendric last year at 33 to 1, right? You had Bubba Wallace at 18 to 1 last year. You had Ricky Stenhouse was leading, you know, with eight laps to go at, what was he, 40-some to one. So those kind of opportunities, I think, is where you might want to look at for a winner. Trying to pick a favorite in this, I don't, I don't see the, the value in it at all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You want to talk about your winner ticket that wasn't a winner? Do you want to relive this again? You know, so here's the story. Here's what happened. My man Chopper. So listen, he needs his reading glasses, right? Like he, he had he's holding a Bubba Wallace ticket. Is this fact? Don't let me don't it's let fact. me ad lib and make this up. Holding we, a Bubba Wallace ticket yeah. at the airport. Yeah, he's caught a ride home with late. somebody. He doesn't want to be late. So he's at the airport waiting. The race to the line happens. You thought oh, he won it. We were jumping up and down. And I watched, I rewatched it this afternoon, just at the end, just to relive it. And the reason why is we couldn't hear it on the TV that we were watching. There was 40 crew guys getting ready to go home. Well, so I'm we going to tell you right it. now, if you turn the announcers down on a race, then you, I can't even, I'm like you and I can't even be friends. If you're going to turn the announcers down. After the race was through, they showed Bubba running down the track and they, they didn't go to Cindric. So all I saw was the close-up of Bubba right after the finish. And that's why we're winner. And so we're rushing back because, you know, we're telling we're the to story. Catch. He, that's what he told me. He goes, cause I knew MJ was parked on the backstretch and what a party yeah. that was going to be. Oh, we, we had our, we were ready to go. We couldn't wait for that. So we told the plane just to hold it. We're going. And then by the time I got to the door, we're like, Whoa, no, wait, wait. And so it was, it was total disgust. It was awful. Just <laughs> awful. I love it. And I, I rewatched it. it today and I couldn't believe I did. Oh man. How much money it really you- wasn't. I mean, it was close, but it wasn't that close. How much money was it? Enough that it mattered. (laughs) Ah, That's a good answer. That right there is a true gambler answer. Don't you worry about what I'm betting, but it was enough. It was was enough enough that it mattered. It made a difference to me. All right. So we talk about the favorites, Blaney, all those. So you said you like mid-tiers. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. Yep. Um, All right. So let's look at the mid-tiers. I'm going to say some names. You tell me if any of them start to buzz you up, start to get excited. We got Chastain 16 to 1. Bubba at 18 to one. Are you going back to the yeah. well? Bubba's been solid there. I'm, I would ride that ticket again. <laughs> just all right. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. No <laughs> offense, but you're the gambler. Solid doesn't mean anything from you. Yeah. Professor, yeah. <laughs> true or false, does the gambler know what he's talking about? Bubba, Daytona 500, do you like his chances? Give me a, give me a, how shocked you would be if he won the race? Uh, not shocked at all. He's been second twice in, in two, two of his five Daytona 500 stars. He's been finished second. So, and he's good at this style of racing. I, 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 I love it at 18 to one. Yeah. And you heard his boss man say the other day, he said, you know, if you win one or you got second once you could luck into it, but not twice, not three times. So he's been there regularly right from the ball, his boss man. So, so chopper, that's really good. But if you're going to say what you heard from Danny Hamlin, you got to say it's on actions detrimental. That's a dirty mo podcast. That was a free yeah. chance for a plug. Could have oh. said, tune into the other new podcast on dirty mo media action detrimental yep. with Danny Hamlin each good and every stuff. week drops on Monday where he reacts to that weekend stuff. I mean, job, you had it. You just yeah. like, it was right there. In your hands, and you, you fumbled on the goal line. You kind of, yeah, it was, I mean, it was yeah. close. It was close to a promo. Uh, yeah. But you are right. He said it. I heard on Actions Detrimental. What did he say? He goes, listen, you might back into one. You might get lucky once. But you don't get lucky multiple times. So back-to-back seconds. All right. So Bubba Waltz, we're liking Bubba. Um, so as we, as we spin this along, because you say you don't love winners, uh, let's talk about, is there anybody, how far of a gamble do you take? Last year, Cindric won. He's currently 20-1. to 1. Harvick would be a great story at 25-1. to 1. Bell, Dylan, Bowman. 
All right. In your predictor app, do Har- Harvick, you have predicted running in the top 10, right? Yeah, right. but Cindric's the one I, I like the best, honestly. He was you have first him predicted top five. So you think yeah, another he was repeat. first and third. In this car last year at Daytona, first and third. I, I just think that one, you can't ignore that. All right, so let's, par- let's move this conversation out a little bit, Chop. I keep talking winner. Let's talk yeah. Cindric. Here's a big conversation for the fan at home. Uh, once again, I have the top threes and top fives quoted off DraftKings. Uh, Barstool Sportsbook, I found some top 10 odds. So once again, keep shopping it. Let's top Cindric. Cindric is 20 to 1 to win. Five and a half one for or five and a half to one, five fifty for top three. Three to one for top five, plus one fifty, one and a half times your money for a top ten. So as a gambler's approach, we're gonna leave analytics out of this for a minute because analytics likes him. The numbers say he's expecting a good day. What does that mean? We don't know, but hey, a good day. So as a gambler, how do you take those analytics and apply them? for the 500 looking at Cindric across the line? Well, for me, I, it's, you take a look at where, if, if you like Cindric as a driver to do well at some point, you have to take a look at what bets give you the best value for your money, right? So if he's 22, what would you say was the win? 22 to 22 20. to one to win, he's 20. Right? right? So you got the top three, top five, but I was looking at the top manufacturer driver, right? So he's the top Ford guy, yeah. you get seven to one. He only has to beat the Ford guys. So if you think he's good. Okay, so hold on real quick, because let's go back to our listeners. I saw a lot on, on social, and let's keep talking about the social, right? So on social, okay. hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you like or don't like. Last week, we talked a lot about season wins over under. Um, we found that. Uh, I found it on Caesars and on Barstools. But either way, so my point is, you just mentioned best manufacturer, what book are you finding that in? Like help the listener in, get it. Yeah. So that was at Caesars. So in looking okay. before today's podcast, starting to look at the different options, the DraftKings, MGM bets, uh, I found Caesars to have a, just an absolute ton of options. Uh, they did parlays and trifectas. And I mean, they just had about everything. Can I admit up, I had to Google that. the Quinella? I had to Google the Quinella. <laughs> I was like, rate, I, I've never heard dogs. of Quinella. Do you ever bet uh, the dogs, the greyhounds? I have, but apparently I forgot that Quinella was a non, what is it? Non-specific order order. Is that correct? Yeah. One, two in in any, in either order flip flop. Okay. Listen, we don't have time to go down this dark hole (laughs) because it's spectacular. So back to your point. So Cindric, my man says he's going to be a good day. Yep. You like what best Ford. Yep. Best Ford. I can get seven to one best Ford. So, okay. So for the, for the listener, five and a half to one top three. So you could get better than top three odds for best Ford. So your point just yep. so the listener understands, best for it, he could be ninth. If the Toyotas yep. and the Chevy slams up in front of him, he could be ninth and that bet could still pay. That's right. Yep. And if you look at his group bet, I was looking, he's at uh, plus, or he's plus 500. All right, so real quick, be- group bet for the listener, because I know it, but I'm just trying to, yeah. we're trying to be open arms, including everybody. Group yep. bet is four or five people. What group was he in? When you say he's group in, bet, he was in. He's in group B. So he's All with, right, so uh, there's five drivers in group B. It's Cindric. Yep. See how my ours are Truex, Kozlowski, Bubba. Ooh, Bubba makes it difficult. Yep. And Byron. And, uh, and Willie B. Yep. Okay. So you like him in the group as well. Yeah. And he's he's got the highest odds. So there's two guys, him and Truex are plus 500. They've got the favorite at Willie B at plus 330. So, you know, there's a situation if you like Cindric, you can look at him to bet as a Ford or you look at him just to beat four other guys. So you're starting. So to I'm a- asking this, and I know the answer because I'm a real degenerate. But I'm asking this for the listeners who don't have a mic. 
Do you ever feel so bullish on a driver that you take top 10, top five, top three, and a win? Do you ever sprinkle like all the way across or do you just commit to one? No, I, I try to, I try to narrow it to where I get my best value because if, if something happens to him, he gets stuck in a, a wreck or he has a really bad pit stop or whatever it is, you could flush five tickets, you know, on, on one mishap. So we don't have to define the term flush five tickets. I think everybody <laughs> I think understands they got that, that one. one Russell. <laughs> that one's not very good. All right. So that, that's a little bit. Um, I want to continue to move this along because I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about gambling. We're going to cover it all. So Russell says Larson's the only favorite he doesn't love. You talked about best Ford for Sindrick. I want to get to head to heads, but before I jump the fence to head to heads, is there something else on your potential bet ticket that we haven't talked about, Chuck? I'll tell you uh, from everything I was looking at, Austin Dillon was, you know, in the, in the predictor model that, that uh, the professor shared with us, he's up there. His odds are longer at plus 3000 on Caesars to win. And then yep. you start looking at best Chevy at a thousand uh, plus a thousand. Um, he's great. I mean, he won. Let's go back. Let's talk about it. He won the cut race at Daytona. He has won the Daytona 500. I see you. I see the magical fingers of the professors dancing over the keyboard over there. Professor, give me something. Austin Dillon. Is it, so, so both winners at Daytona last year were both 30 to one odds to win or, or worse, depending on what book you look at. So I, I think it's, you know, you don't want to look at these top guys, right? Like that, there's more value down lower, the lower you go. And like you said, Austin Dillon's a, a great, a great at, at these types of tracks. Do you have the stats for his last five or 10 at the, you know, at the drafting tracks just to get an idea? Oh, he has it. He's clicking away on click, it because click. I want to tackle. I have a guy, I have a favorite that I believe is worth a glimpse. A look, and I haven't told you to this. I've been holding this close to my vest hmm. because I want initial on-air reaction. Um, how about the Dylan numbers? Go ahead, Russell. I see the he's been top two in two of the last four. Wait, 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 wait. Last year, six drafting races. Yeah, he was top two. He won Daytona, and he was second at Talladega in the spring. That's pretty solid. So the reason I ask that is because I believe that this car does draft a little different. So I'm really looking at just last year more than anything, a little bit of Daytona 500 history. For the fan listening that asks, where do you find the information? Where is this at? Listen, these are all stats and facts. They're out there somewhere on the internet. Um, Racing Reference has them. NASCAR.com has them. You can Google them. Jayski has them. My man, the professor now, he has them all. But more importantly, he has the programs and the processes and the analytics to go through them all. It's all public information. But what do you do with the information? We put that stuff in the vice and squeeze some good oil out of it. And this is why here's my sleeper pick who's not a sleeper. Chase Elliott. So just stick with me. I know, Russell, stick with me. In his seven 500 starts, he's only got a couple top tens. So Russell doesn't like him. But... When I look at last year, my, my opinion is last year is what matters. He won twice, Atlanta and Talladega, in drafting-style tracks. And matter of fact, other than the Daytona fall race where him and every other car in Daytona other than Austin Dillon wrecked in the rain in turn one in the <laughs> deluge, he finished in the top ten. So the five, won, the five races you didn't need windshield wipers for, he, did, he, didn't, he finished in the top ten. So, so I'm telling you, Chase Elliott is turning the corner. I, you know, it, I don't know if I love him as a 12 to one favorite. I don't like betting favorites at the 
at the drafting tracks, but I'm just telling you that as we move in the head to heads, that was a little, that was a little transition chopper transition. I see that. And I think Chase Elliott is going to be bullish. Go ahead, professor. Just jump right in. You don't have to wait for me to call on you. We're out of school. (laughs) He's second on my, on my predictor. You're acting like that, that you just came up with this all on your own. I had it (laughs) pre-predictor. Trust me. Okay. Okay. All your predictor was, was giving me enough confidence to say it on the air. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, So for that reason, you know, maybe if you're a fan of Chase Elliott, but, but where I think this really moves, I have one more long shot, way long shot, Justin Haley. I've seen him in books at 40 to 50 to one. Listen, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's the favorite for the 500. I'm not going to tell you he's going to win it if, if, Hamlin and Elliott and all those guys are still in the mix when they take two to go. The last five miles of the Daytona 500 is the most, you know, hair raising, most intense racing you will see at that racetrack. When you see the white Russell from the booth has seen it multiple times. The professor, right. They go into turn one and it is like, there's no more talking about it. There's no more prepping. There's no more help from your pit crew. It's you, your spotter steering wheel and pedals, and you got to make it happen. Right? So if Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin and those heavy hitters that have been there, Bubba Wallace, I don't know if Haley can outduel them the first time, but if it's a little bit of a wreck fest and you're telling me that Justin Haley is, is going against, I don't know, Ty Gibbs and Eric Amarola, Ryan Priest, Michael McDowell, you, you know, people that have like experience. What I've seen out of Justin Haley on Saturday is he zigs and zags a lot of the right ways in these drafting tracks. And I know he won down there in the lightning. I'm not even looking at that. That doesn't matter. What I'm telling you is, 50 to one after he wins his first, you're going to be paying 15 to one for the rest of the year. So, you know, if you wanted to throw a little something on him, now maybe it's a top 10. I didn't look at his top 10 odds. You got the book open. What's a top 10 for Justin Haley over there, professor? Well, well, I just want to add that he, you know, he's got two Xfinity wins here too. So it's not like it's, you know, he's good. He's good here in, in all series. Plus 210. Double your many for a top 10 for Justin Haley. There you go. Feel really good about the top 10. If the wheels are on it, it wouldn't shock me if he runs in the top 10. How about Corey LaJoy? So he would seem to show up at a couple of those drafting tracks last year. Is yeah, that he was a, close is that to Atlanta. Really, yeah. Is that worth a long shot? Is there, I mean, is that, or is that just really a really long so shot? So listen, if you're betting whatever your unit is, if you can go down to 5% of your unit to throw on a guy at 100 to 1, yeah. why not to cheer a guy on? Mm-hmm. You know, a good run and winning is really, really, really different. As Denny said, you know, right. he hasn't been there a whole lot. But now if you can get um, Corey LaJoy in a top 10 type value, um, you know, that would be worth considering. He's 100 to 1 to win. So you probably could get him, what, 5 or 6 to 1 maybe in the top 10 market. Well, so Maybe even more than that probably. Yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. All right. Just, All he's, right. he's a guy that I just – last year I kind of – popped on the scene or was it, you know, was relevant a couple of times. And I just thought, you know, maybe he's a guy. No, I love that. Shot at. I love that. Well, let's look, let's see if I can find a top 10 market. Let's For LaJoy, I think my... it's plus 320. That's it. Ooh, that's it. Yeah, huh? No, that, uh, that didn't, uh, that didn't excite me. How about you? No, no. Uh, I'll add why I'm on this Caesar sports book. And I, I want to make an exclamation point right here. We have no, affiliation to any sort of sports book. So anything you hear at the moment is just our opinion of it. As I scroll the Caesar sports book, I see Xfinity, I see truck. They do a nice job. Barstools as well did a really nice job of coming out and coming out early with 
uh, some action. So for the fans that are looking. So all right, now let's jump into where I think the best opportunity to bet at the drafting tracks is. And this is head to head. I searched a bunch of books. Let's start with the first one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, let's jump right in here. Head to head and chopper, keep notes because at the end of this, I want another bet slip out of you. Okay. All right, let's go. Larson and Elliott. Kyle Larson, even money. Chase Elliott, minus 125. They're both considered favorite by the books. In my mind, I hate to say it as, as boldly as I'm going to say it, but this is as lock and stock and hammer. Oh, give me the move again, Russell. Oh, he's got the hammer move. The hammer move out of Russell. So listen, now I want to circle back to our conversation about responsible betting. Kyle Larson is a premier talent. Gambling is gambling. This is not, you know, there's no such thing as a sure thing. We tell you where the odds point. When we say hammer, it's because everything points that way. But if you don't think Kyle Larson is good enough to go out there and win the 500 and, you know, give you the old nah, 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 I took all your bets away, he can. But I'm telling you, let's talk a little Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. At drafting tracks for their career, it leans a little Kyle Larson, eight to five. Hmm. But last year, five to one Chase Elliott. It's not even close. Five out of the six times he outrun Kyle Larson. And I'm not going to put Russ on the spot right now, but Professor, I would bet those eight to five. I would bet, I would love to know if they actually, if Larson ever outran Elliott with Elliott still on the track. Right. Like I would bet those are probably DNFs in their head to heads um, or both in the same rec score differently. So I am hammer, lock it down, chop. It should be on your bet slip. Chase Elliott over okay. Powers. <laughs> and, and Russell jumped up and cheered. So you're good with that, Russ. Absolutely. 100%. Russ likes it. Okay. Yeah. Next one Kyle Bush driving for RCR minus 125 versus Bubba Wallace. Minus 109. I have opinions. Russell, what say you? Um, I, I, I struggle with this one. Um, with Kyle Bush being, you know, new team, new crew chief, new spotter, new everything. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know which way to go with this one. Okay. So I have this one as a lean. And then the value of the odds makes it a little heavier lean. So stick with me, Chopper. Yep. The numbers. Kyle Bush minus 125. You're paying 25% juice. Our man Bubba is minus 110, minus 109, actually. So he's dang near even money. Mm-hmm. He's the underdog in this battle. Yet, while the season finishes and career finishes tipped to Kyle Bush, as we'd imagine, Kyle Bush is the guy who's won, what, 60 races? 
at Daytona, seven to four for Bubba. He's outrun Kyle Busch in their head-to-head matchups. Last year, four and two for Bubba. So the near term and the Daytona history would say Bubba is looking better. I wouldn't take it if Bubba was the favorite, but because Bubba's the underdog and I'm getting more value on my money, I'm taking Bubba over Kyle Busch. I would put that a lean on your bet slip chop and see how they may be doing the like duels. Um, now, listen, if Bubba wins his duel, you might lose your value. But I, I like I like Bubba. Now, um, now our, yeah. go ahead. Hold on a second here. RCR oh, was oh, one two in, in August. Yes. Because yeah. their so, windshield wiper works or they ran rain tires. Like, I mean, come on. You can't use August. Well, why can't I use August? Nope. You used August when you, you said Austin <laughs> Dillon won earlier. I'm using August. <laughs> I know, but I can use August. You can't. <laughs> okay, so 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 you're telling me you feel RCR is gonna I mean that's not a bad argument. You think another little tidbit, uh new noses, new hoods on most manufacturers. And when I look at the noses, they all took the opportunity to get rid of the points and the sharp edges that made pushing tough. So I think that's going to mean we're going to have to be a little bit more open-eyed to see who can shove on Thursday night at the duels. All right, so you yeah. so you're not on board. Okay, well I, I like it. I I, I, I like of, both. I can argue it both ways. Is the hard part here on this? Do, would you if if Kyle hadn't made the change and they were running both running Toyotas, would you be Bubba? I would be Bubba. Okay, yeah. so so is it fair to say the listener, and more importantly on this podcast, the Chapa. Watches Thursday, watches practice, and you would sit on that to see how Kyle Busch and RCR equipment runs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I love that. This is All a great right. opportunity. This week is, you know, the, the one time when we really can get a pre-race real feel for what's going to happen. All right, you 29 minutes in. We're going to buzz through some more right here for the listener that's sticking with us. Let's talk the Battle of the Bees, Bell and Bowman, dead even. We call this a pick'em. That basically means the options are the same on both sides, so the pick'em. Um, it's Bell versus Bowman. I think in my mind, and I hate to say it this matter of factly, but the head to head comparison says Bowman should outrun Bell. Um, I didn't even look at your predictor. I'm sorry, Russell. You're going to tell me something I'm wrong, aren't you? They're both down the They're, list on the predictor list. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and, and um, I, I, I struggle with this one because, because some, some of this predictor has, has to do with, um, with Bowman had struggled the last part of last year too. remember with his wasn't in all those races. So, all right. So we, all right. Then listen, I'm not too shy. Let's jump past this one. Cause I think the next one, there's no struggling. I consider Ricky Stenhouse jr. A good dude, but I, I don't, I don't see what the books have done here. I don't see it. Ricky Stenhouse jr. Against Michael McDowell, a pick em. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I know Ricky has showed up on the play tracks. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But I believe Michael McDowell, and I even say in the odds to win. What is McDowell's odds to win? He's like 35 to 1. That's total disrespect for a guy that continues to show up at the front of these traces. That's my opinion. And it's not disrespect. You know what it is? A small fan base, so the books aren't scared of him. He's not a liability. I'm going to tell you right now, if the fan base jumps on Michael McDowell, those those odds are going to drop right away. um, Because that's because... So let's explain this. The yeah. books make odds, not just how they think they're going to do. They actually don't care who's going to win. They just see where the money is bet. 
So if you like Chase Elliott, you're never going to get long shots on Chase Elliott. He's NASCAR's most popular driver. He gets the most action. So if he should be 10 to one, he's going to be like six to one or six and a half or seven to one because the books have to hedge against a Chase Elliott win. It's no different than Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods. When they were head to head in their heyday at the PGA, they were the number one liability for every sports book. They couldn't make the odds low enough. They kept dropping time. I mean, Chop, I know you bet Tiger in his heyday. Even oh, yeah. money at times, you would bet him, right, to win a tournament. Like, it was lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it just it, – it, it, you just you couldn't uh, – it's hard to take him out of position for that. So, so if you look absolutely. at this, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Michael McDowell is a pick him. Five and one last year for McDowell. <laughs> now, listen, if you look at the whole career, Ricky Stenhouse's numbers are impressive. He had that stretch where he was winning. Old car, old crew chief. One of them was at the old team. Like, like, listen, I'm not trying to take away from the guy. I like the great guy, but he's going to have to show up. He hit a lot of stuff last year, Chop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the speedways. Don't get me wrong. I actually think you did good on the downforces. So, Ricky, if you're listening, I don't mean everywhere. You actually did a great job of taking your, your care of your equipment more than I think you have in years past. But I think he feels this urge to get it done at the plate tracks. And I think Michael McDowell's back there just kind of like, man, I'm good. I'm easy. I'm not pressing. This is all going to come mm-hmm. to me. And, and give me Michael McDowell's last year numbers. Come on, Russell. Tell well, me why he's disrespected. Th- this, is, this is the most impressive numbers to me for McDowell. Like, he's finished in the top 10 in four of the last five 500s. He's finished whoa, 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 in the whoa. Say that again. Say that again. Four, four of the last five. Yes. Top 10. And you ready for this? This is even better. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's oh, finished he top 15 in the last seven Daytona 500s. So there you go. So I love McDowell for top 10 bet. I love McDowell for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I love McDowell as the weekend goes. See what other head-to-heads he comes up. If he's going to stay disrespected on the books. Now, listen, I will say, I will say, make no mistake. If you love him, you better get him early. Because he could go run second or third in the duels. And then his, he, you might lose a little juice there. In your, in your experience, Chopper. Football lines move a lot. Do racing lines move a lot, or do they stay pretty consistent? Pretty consistent. I mean, there's just not enough, okay. typically not enough action, right, on one side or the other. So when they put them out, they'll adjust a little bit, but you don't see the major swings that you see in, in football. I got one I more head-to-head, and the reason I'm getting serious on these picks is because last week we were pretty general. I want to really cut to the picks. Suarez, Busher, pick them. Not a pick them for me. Um, I know Busher won the duel last year. Came out of the box strong. Daniel Suarez, don't sleep on him. Five and one last year, head-to-head at the six drafting tracks. I think Daniel Suarez uh, continues to improve the craft. So for that reason, I like Suarez over Busher. What says stats, facts, and thank you, Jeff Burton Analytics. What is the thing over here? So the story goes, here's what happened. I'm going to call him out right here. My man, Jeff Burton, said, hey, Listen to the pod. It was great. He's the professor's good. But, man, you got to give him a little more credit. He's not stats and facts. He's analytics. So, I, so when the mayor speaks, the future Hall of Famer speaks, he would never say future Hall of Famer. I am labeling that. He's on the ballot. I don't know what year, but he's a future Hall of Famer. He's now stats, facts, and analytics. I have changed his title. The professor, stats, facts, and analytics. Chopper, you played golf with Jeff, and you're still the degenerate. He said that was the right angle for you, <laughs> lifetime gambler degenerate, which I appreciate. Yep. He calls it as he sees it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I like it. So back to the pick. What do we got? Suarez, Busher. I say it's Suarez. How about it? Analytics. 
So, so when you look at this, do you do you categorize Daytona different than the other other draft? So here's drafts? what I would say. I would when I looked at it, I said that if if I, I gave last year, I didn't look past last year. Didn't care. Okay. Look at last year for six bets or six races. I treated it like eight races. Each Daytona race counted double. Does okay. that make sense? So, so, so I in my in my little math analytical mind. I gave, and actually, I really almost counted the 500 two and a half races. The August race that I can use and you can't because everybody wrecked was one and a half races. Atlanta and Talladega were one race each. So that was kind of my rolling average on these comparisons. Okay. So, so His let's go back to the, So Suarez has five starts in the 500. He, yep, last I'm year is the only time he finished. So he only was Only time he drove a Chevy. Year. Only time he drove a Chevy, right? No, that's inaccurate. He's been no, in, he's been in that car twice. Yes. So that's so, inaccurate. So I, his numbers aren't great at Daytona, but I'm with you that he he is better than when so he how are head to head than So we're we're talking head to head. What are Busher's numbers? Then? It's he he's he's not because for the fan listening, listen. If Busher wrecks on lap ten and Suarez wrecks on lap twenty, what do we call that? We call yeah, that a winning win. ticket, chop. That's, that's a winner. Winner. That's Early a winner. winner. <laughs> I, I just don't think the numbers are are as good for for both of them. That that it's as much All of right. a slam dunk as you think it is. All right. All right. Well, we've been rolling thirty five minutes. I'm going to move this right along. Here's the time that we kind of we politely talked about last week. We're not politely talking about this week. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Pen to paper chop. Each and every week, the chopper picks. You're the only one on this pod betting NASCAR. Let me hear it (laughs) as right now, midweek. And I'm going to give you the ability to change. But starting right now, what is on the chopper bet slip heading into the Daytona 500? I can tell you, you talked me into the Elliott Larson bet. Mm -hmm. When I saw the professor give the hammer signal, that's all I need, right? So basically, I didn't talk you into it. You did it, Professor. Well, okay. Yes, it was more of the professor. <laughs> okay, Elliot over Larson. Got it. Yep. Uh, you know that the um, the bet with McDowell, uh, McDowell. I just, I guess, I overlooked him. I, as you said, disrespected or unre- unrespected him. Whatever. Uh, I think the, yep. the head the head to heads with him is something I'm going to take a real close look at. What was the one that you talked about, Ricky Stenhouse? So we're looking that- at McDowell. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm, I honestly, I, I have a hard time getting past the Austin Dillon stuff. I think there's a lot of value. Do you like set. Austin? I do not to win necessarily. So you're thinking best Chevy, best top best. tens, best Chevys, top fives. That's it. That's where I think the value is at. And the head to heads. 
So I would, okay. I would, I'm very pro Austin Dillon for this race for sure. How about Cindric? You were, I kind of put you on the spot running him yeah. across the gamut. Uh, do you yeah. like Cindric last year's winner or no? Yeah, I do. I mean, especially at those odds. I mean, for a guy that, uh, what, what was the stat about the top tens or the top fives? He was for the last five or something. See, so he was second and third his last two, second. right? He was yeah. first and third last year at Daytona. Yeah. And so he's uh, plus 2200. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's on the, low side of the mid tier. And that's definitely, I think there's some real value there. I would definitely, what did he say? He said top, it was a 30 to one, both winners. So, you know, you're yeah. right there at 22 to one. So right there. All right. Yep. All right. Well, listen, yep. we're going to be let you be a little general because it's Daytona and there are the duels as we get into the season, this, this bet slips going to be more and more in ink and less and less in pencil. Uh, yeah. But we're going to let you off the hook a little bit. Yes, professor. You don't have to raise your hand. Once again, go ahead. So, you are a good, you are a good student, weren't you? <laughs> um, can we talk winning car number? Yes. From the left field. Here comes wow. the professor. He must have something. I, I already looked at up. this. I think under 15 and a half is the, is the place to go. But go ahead. What do you think? So, so you, we had six drafting wins last year, right? Races last year. Yes. Okay. Well, the car number was one to nine in five of those six. Ooh. Wow. So here's So follow me. I'm going to flip over Caesars. This seems like a crazy bet, but you can go under 10 and a half or under 15 and a half. And I want to look at the numbers. Oh, hold on. Travis for the second week in a row says, I put it on your paper. Please read the paper. I provide you. We're starting to see a trend, <laughs> starting to see a trend here. Um, oh, it's on the paper, but this isn't what I want. It is on the paper, but it's not nine and under is plus plus one eighty-five. That's what you mean. Okay. Hold on. I got a different way to look at it. I don't like that one. And explain what that means, too. Okay. So hold on. Let me blow these out. Winning car number. Here's the one on the... What am I on? I'm on Caesars. There's, there's a couple options. You can bet over and under car number 16 and a half. So you could think under 16 and a half, right? I mean, that gives you... Uh, Blaney and... Blaney and Hamlin. and Hamlin and... Right? But, but listen now. Listen. That is minus 115 on your money. So follow me, Chop. Follow the bouncing ball here. Mm-hmm. Under 11 and a half. So now you've lost Blaney. You've lost Briscoe. And a Rick Ware car. And a Jalmendinger. And you get plus 135 on your money. Under 21 and a half. You get all of them. All the way up to Christopher Bell. All the way up to Harrison Burton but it's minus 180. So what were you going to say? Where do you think the threshold? Forget about the value for a minute, Russell. Do you think under 11 and a half, 16 and a half, or 21 and a half? Are you will? Okay, let's start this way. See, I like these because the lowest number is 11 and a half, which gives me Denny Hamlin. Yes, that, that, I like that one. But so, okay, I so back, okay. Yeah, yeah. So back to your predictor app. Okay, hold on. Predictor app. Card numbers starting first. 12, 9, 11, 2, 1, 3, 4. There's the top seven. Unfortunately, we're missing the 12 who's first. I like going to under 16 and a half for minus 115. Here's why. Blaney, you have running well. Chase Briscoe is a sleeper running eighth. Um, And I think it's worth giving up a little bit of value to get Ryan Blaney, to get Chase Briscoe. Uh, those are the two, and I'm not oh, trying to a, knock for you. Get Kyle Busch. You get Larson. If, if yeah, he's but you get all those guys under 11 and a half. Oh, yeah. under 11 and a half, I don't care about him. 
You said minus 185 for the 16 and a half, right? No, no, no. Only minus 115 for 16 and a half. It's minus 180 that? at 21 and a half. What's I wouldn't pay an extra 65 points to get the 17 yeah. through the 21. I think if you're going to do it, it's under 16 and a half. Put that on the bet slip. Joe. You're going to like that yeah. one. Oh, okay. is that a yes? I'll give you a play on that one. All yeah. right. A play. That's the a chopper play. says he's in. I'll play that one. All right. So listen, we're coming to this time. We're going to do it every time. We're going to run through it, run through it really quick because we've done it all the time. This is betting 101 where we talk about a term. The term we're going to talk about is pick them. When we, you hear us say pick them, it's in a football game. It's in a head-to-head racing matchup. It's head-to-head golf. A pick them means the odds are even. That doesn't mean they're both even money. The sports books don't do that. Remember the sports book, a pick them means like minus 110, minus 110, 10%. You have to bet 10% more on either side because remember, that's how they make their money. It's not that you lose. Somebody else wins when you lose. They're just taking the juice. So when we say pick them, chop, right, that means that the odds are even. How would you else would you explain it? Did I cover it? No, that's it. I mean, that's that's about as big as it's like your coin toss, right? It's a flip. That's like you t- tails never, never fails. fails. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we head off? We got hey, I would, I would tell. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, no, would say, go ahead. I, I would tell you that if if. Once we get through qualifying and practice and the duels, not practice, but the duels, and we get a updated odds, why don't we put out almost a final bet slip Love on it. Sunday morning? You know, I'll send them to you, and you know, if you want to put them out. I'll on, throw it on my social media. We'll get the people here at Dirty Mo Media. I'm looking over at the producer. Oh, yeah, Travis has got the green light. Dirty Good. Mo Media will put out the chopper slip Sunday yeah. morning. Of There'll be no more hedges, no more leads, no, no more this. It'll be, It'll be trackable stats, chopper right? slip. Yeah. What's that? I said it'll be trackable that way. Trackable stats. It's, We're gonna it's put just too early, picks. frankly. It's too early. This too early on go. Wednesday afternoon. We're going to put the chopper's picks, ink on paper, follow Dirty Mo Media's social stuff. It'll be out there. I will retweet it at Steve Latart. Uh, Chop, I'll admit, I've known you a long time. Are you a social guy? Please tell me you're out there somewhere. <laughs> Not so much. I'm trying. Okay, Chopper's he's trying. Well, we're gonna let yep. the, we're gonna grow that. Maybe we can get the <laughs> chopper on one of the social platforms. Yeah, uh, I think that's it, guys. Listen, it's off. We're Daytona 500. It's a great week. It's the best week. It's the kickoff of the NASCAR season for my man, the professor, who's logging off because he has a meeting. Go ahead, professor. Don't miss your production meeting for our friends who are covering the races down there in Daytona, and for the degenerate, my man, the lifetime gambler, the chopper. I'm your host, Steve Latar. This has been another edition of Dirty Mo Dough. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.